All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. They never said it would be easy, people. And that one, that one was close throughout the shot differential. It was clearly in favor of one team, but statistics can be misleading people because that one felt very close throughout. But the Edmonton Oilers are able to get a victory and make it this many in a row. That's six people. We are rolling. We are flying high. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation after another dub in a row. You see him on the screen. He's looking good. He's feeling He's feeling excited. Coom, uh, cheers first. Let's lead off with a little Friday night. There you go. To you and to you. Peace be with you. Doom. That was a game uh, dominated the shot department. It was tough here and there. It was very close checking throughout instant reaction. Coom, how are you feeling right now? That's an encouraging one, man. That's one you really want to win if you're the Oilers. They're, they come into that one on a five-game winning streak. You're working your way up the standings. And then you go up against the Minnesota Wild, a kind of middling, maybe non-playoff team in the West that's ahead of you in the standings. That's a four-point game for you where you're at right now. You want to win that because it's important in the wild card chase. And look, the Wild, they're not having a great season, but this is a team who is always a pain in the ass. Like we remember the earlier game this season against Minnesota when they had that big lead and then Jack Campbell allowed all the goals in the third period. Like they're a pesky team, man. Huge pain in the ass. So double them in shots, win the game. That's a good feeling. That's good vibes. Get a couple of boosh bombs in there. Stuart Skinner, I think you could say, didn't have his greatest game statistic-wise. That save at the end of the game as the time went out, that one was going in. He that yeah. was on target in the good spot, placed properly. Stu comes across, makes it. Also, the Viking at the end of the game, that little cut on his eyebrows, he's going into it. Brett is here producing. We were watching the game, just the two of us at the office. We noticed it in the third period. Maybe it was even the second. Ekholm was getting pissed off out there. He was not having a fun time. You wait till the very final moment, the buzzer sounds, and then go get yours, Matthias. I love that. Did you come? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's 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 the kind of thing that we didn't necessarily see back in October and the first half of November when things weren't going well. It looked like the Oilers were a team where if you're the opponent, you're happy to be playing them because they looked stressed out. They looked like they were trying to not lose. That was the kind of game they were playing. 
And now, you know, in the past month, especially during this streak they're on right now, they've been, you know, they're playing their best hockey right now that we've seen them play since last April when they won nine, 10 in a row down the stretch and into the playoffs. And I mean, that's what they weren't showing back in October. And now, now we're seeing that fight. It kind of looks more like, you know, the Oilers are kind of having to climb their way up the standings. It almost, it's almost like the playoffs started early for them this season. They're, they're having to battle for everything this year, given the terrible start. And, you know, it's only a week into December, but they're showing that, you know, playoff style play, which is, I think, I think it's encouraging. Coom, I couldn't agree more. I feel like we are playing playoff hockey right now. I'm scoreboard watching, schedule watching. Never done it this early in December. Normally, I knew we were bad and we weren't going to make the playoffs. This year, it's a whole roller coaster of emotions. But like you said, huge four-point swing right there with the team you're trying to catch. We pointed out on pre-gaming, during this month, this is the only game where we're playing a team that's currently ahead of us in that little pocket for the wild card right there. So this one's huge. Six in a row. Boys are rolling. Boys delivered the big boys. Connor McDavid. What a goal. We'll get into that one in just a minute. Two from Bouchard. Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets four apples. I feel like that was kind of under the radar when they said it on the broadcast. Brett and I looked at each other and we're like... Yeah, I guess I guess he was involved in every single goal out there tonight. That was very, 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 I don't know. It was just, it was nice to see them win a game that it was tough throughout. While we outshot them, as I said, it never felt like a dominating game. It never felt like we were that much ahead of them. That was a playoff battle. There was some physicality in there. I think there was a little bit of leftover emotion from the last game. I pointed out in pre-gaming, I wanted to see a Vander Kane keep his cool, but get under their skin so much they take a penalty. Boom, Ryan Hartman, you fell for the trap, buddy. And then we ended up delivering on the power play. We said special teams were going to be huge tonight. The Wild had the 31st penalty kill in the league. We have the fifth best power play. What do you think happened? We went two for four. That's how you win hockey games. We knew that you couldn't. They, the Wild knew they couldn't give the Oilers extra opportunities. What do you think of the power play tonight, Coom? Yeah, that's another one of those things that's really turned around since the the last point that I made is we've we've honestly really kind of seen <clears throat> two different versions of the team this season. There was the the team that started off where you were nothing was clicking. It looked nothing like what we saw last year. There was, you know, no power play goals. Not 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 no power play goals per se, but it wasn't clicking on the same wavelength that it was last year where we felt you know what you can't take a penalty against the Oilers because there's no way that you're going to stop them and it didn't feel like that in the first bit of the season it was just a good power play it was one that you know might score one out of four one out of five in a game but it's not going to be a game changer and then you know as things have started to click and as they've started to find their rhythm they're now into that where they can play a chippy game against the Minnesota Wild and then and, and the Wild don't necessarily want to retaliate because look at the way the power play is throwing the puck around the ice and the offense zone and they're it's just tic-tac-toe dry saddle does is you know top shelf snipe snipe from an impossible angle you got bouchard shots from the point it's just it, it looks now again like it did last year where it's impossible to stop and that's that's really going to be central to the oilers going on a run and climbing up the standings and ultimately making everyone forget what happened in october and early november that's how they're going to go on a hot streak that's that that is a key part of their success this train, this Edmonton Oilers train is a rolling right now. So get off the tracks if you don't want to get run over this team. They're just, they're showing up. Pat's fan says it best. I'm shocked by this turnaround. Squishies for breakfast said, wow, what a clencher. I think I know what body part he's referring to at that point. Daki says, Boardsy got that Friday song stuck in my head now. Yeah, it's been stuck in my head all day. It's Friday again. It's Saturday, Sunday. Thank you, Brad. Boom. That's my boy right there. I thought you were going to do Rebecca Black. I thought that's what it was going to (laughs) be. That's what you were going to say. Friday. Friday. (laughs) Uh, Final buzzer says it in here. Okay, dot, dot, dot. Can we start the brown map now? No, I'm still not going to do it yet. I still feel like it's mean, maybe at the 40 game mark. He does, he's got to skate a lot of kilometers. You don't know how far Mundare was for Ryan McLeod. Connor Brown had his opportunity. Well, Brett, was that like the first period or I forget where it was, but he hit the side of the net and the way the puck went in, everybody in the building thought he scored. We thought he scored. And then I was like, oh shit, he didn't even hit the net. Like what a shocker. It was a second shift of the game. The second shift of the game and everybody in the league thought he finally scored his first goal of the season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 11 
12 and 1 are the Edmonton Oilers right now. We are one sweet game away from sweet, sweet 500. Man, I can't wait to get there. The goal differential is back up. I did ask Santa to give Stuart Skinner a 900 save percentage by Christmas. Today, I think, hurt that one, those chances just a little bit, but we got to believe. But okay, let's get into it. Let's get into the Greta scoring summary. Greta is the spot to watch a game in Edmonton. Enjoy any of their unreal features from incredible drink deals, delicious street food, dope-ass games, and of course, the ice-cold beer. Cheers. Go check out Greta. They're the best, my favorite. I guarantee it's absolutely bumping right now. That game was downtown. If you're downtown, you want to go keep the vibes going. Greta's going to be bumping tonight. I can guarantee that. I might even make a special appearance later. We'll see how this goes. Shout out Greta. Okay, the scoring summary. It started started the way we wanted for the Edmonton Oilers as Evan Bouchard first period. It was only 15 minutes into the period. So it was while the shots were very dominant to start that period. Flurry. Was making save after save. We had Seth Topol from Locked On Wild on for pre-gaming, and he said, Flurry, the one way to define him is chaotic. Holy shit, yeah. you can say that again, because that first period was going. Finally, the Edmonton Oilers are able to bury the first line. Relentless pressure in their end. Our first line is so good right now. Do not take Nuge off there. Bouchard cross ice to Nuge, and he can't bury. He stays with it. Passes it right across again to Bouchard, who kind of stops, waits, snipes top Chad Coom. That was beautiful to see. Evan Bouchard, everybody loves to hate on him. I say you live and die by the sword. You live by those goals right there. He look look we 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 figured this out with other players on the team. You see, sometimes Leon Dreisidel, he won't necessarily have the best back check or the best play in the defensive zone. You're like, you know what? Whatever. We're gonna let this slide because at the end of the day, you're one of the better players in the league, and 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 few players are better at scoring than you are ultimately driving the playoff ice. And and Evan Bouchard, you're a you're a young defenseman who makes mistakes defensively. They're very obvious, they're very apparent, and they can be frustrating to watch, especially if the team takes the L, but at the end of the day, when was the last time the Oilers had a defenseman with this amount of skill offensively, a defenseman that moves the puck like this, one who can quarterback the power play, oh, really good at keeping the puck in at the blue line when it gets cleared, facilitating from there, taking great shots in the point. Like thing with Bouchard is look like there's there's tons of highlights we can go back to of him with just terrible defensive gaffes, but he really makes up for it with this offense. It, 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 there was a long time there where the Oilers didn't have a defenseman that could move the puck like this. And I'll tell you, like, for anybody who wants to run Bush out of town, like, you will absolutely miss that puck movement if he's gone. And it's like, it's not like this is the first offensive defenseman who's not great in their own end. It's an Eric Carlson move. We've seen it all kinds of yeah. players. You gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad. And tonight, there was plenty of good from Evan Bouchard. So great job, Bouch. Continuing on, we start the second period. Boy, it got out of hand and it got out of hand fast. Uh, it was 41 seconds in. They had two goals, very resemblant of what we did in the last game. In the first period, the first one was a point shot from the top. Skinner makes the initial save. I believe it was Darnell Nurse was battling with Joel Erickson Eck. Making the right play there. Like I thought he was there. Whatever Oldie gets in close, puts away the rebound. Not many seconds later. What is that? 21. I can't do math. I'm having an attempt to do math. math the man. second one, Boldy enters. six seconds. Makes a nice little deke move. Feeds it over to Erickson Eck for a one-timer. Skinner was there and he got a piece of it, but it did get past him. Kuma, where was your confidence level right there? They said on the broadcast, what the hell did John Hines say during that intermission? And Nobby, go say that too. But uh, that happened really fast and I felt dejected really fast. Oh yeah, and you probably had pretty quick in your memory. Oh, remember the last time we played the Minnesota wild and there was a lead going to the third period. And like I mentioned earlier, Jack Campbell allowed, what was it? Five goals, just kind of bang, 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 bang. They just kept going in. I wouldn't have blamed anybody if after Joel Erickson act scored the second goal in 20 seconds, if we thought, uh Oh, here we go. Floodgates are open now, man. They're going to score five goals in five minutes here. But look, this isn't the Oilers of October or November. This is the Oilers of December. This is a different team now. And, they managed to stop the bleeding way better this time. Like you, we've seen it in the past where they just, you know, allow a couple of quick goals, lose the lead, something like that. And they just completely implode from there, but that didn't happen this time. So I think that's a positive we can draw from, from, from allowing two goals and a handful of seconds. 
Yeah, it was. Let me know in the chat how you were feeling, where your confidence level was at that moment. It's the thing with this year, though, with the Oilers. Well, I was dejected. Never out of the game with these Edmonton Oilers right there. You always have the confidence. I didn't lie about the comeback. Also, Boardsy's bankroll cashed once again. Leon Dreisel with the power play point. We'll get there in a second. Okay. The Connor McDavid for the second goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers. Holy shit, people. Connor is so back with what he did last game. And then he does this. We are so spoiled as Oiler fans that as he makes that move, waits it out that you're like, man, he's going to tuck this in. Like, I know he's going to. He could have even went around the net. He would have tucked it in. He's so good. His brain works at a different level than anyone else. But it was an excellent breakout pass from Nuge. Gets it Connor on the wing. Hyman drives straight to the net, doing Zach Hyman things. Takes the skater with him. Connor goes, okay, I'll just wait it out. Takes it around. Absolutely beautiful. I call Marc-Andre Fleury chaotic. That was the definition of it right there. He jumped. He lunged. He tried to get it. Connor says, thank you very much. Just let me put that and tuck it in right there. That was unreal, Coomzy. You know what it kind of gave me seeing Marc-Andre Fleury flop around like that is it gave me Mike Smith nostalgia. I was like, take me back to the era where Mike Smith was flopping around in that like that. And we <laughs> made insane saves and would allow weird goals as well. But circling back to what I said before, look, if 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 you had felt not confident after the Wild scored that second goal there, then I wouldn't blame you. But thankfully, Connor McDavid kind of just picked it up and took us out of that entire situation. You know, that is kind of what has been a key difference. If you look at kind of before and after the Oilers season, what what they've had going on this year when you look now at the six-game winning streak and and what's been kind of central to that. I've, I've touched on the power play already, but central to that as well is Connor McDavid playing dominant, excellent hockey. There was, you know, at the end of October, people talking about like, oh, geez, like is he even going to reach point per game or something like that? It was the conversations like that. And I mean, he's he's more than making up for it now. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody here realistically thought like, oh man, this guy's going to struggle for the entirety of a season. It was something that went on for a week or two. But now that he's back to like MVP level, it's, it, it is a game changer. That's for sure. I bet him at even money to win the Hart Trophy earlier in the season. He then got to plus 400. I rebet it again. That's how much I believe in it. Brett, can you pull that comment back up on the screen? You brought up Mike Smith. I agree with Daki 100%. I say this to Brett five times. <laughs> Skinner is giving me a panic attack every time he goes out to touch the puck. Maybe I'm having flashbacks from earlier in the season in that Winnipeg game where he went out of his net and Darnell, you didn't play it. Darnell didn't play it. I don't know what's going on with that. I need Mike Smith to come back to town to give a nice little a new lesson. Again, just a little refresher course on when to play the puck and when not. Let me know in the chat what uh, you thought about that. Putter in here said Skinner left the net. Yeah, there was there was a couple times there tonight. Maybe I'm being crazy, but I don't think I am. It's Mike Smith PTSD, says Final Buzzer. Yeah, maybe I've just been hurt before. So I'm quick. I'm quick on the Joe, you know what it is, man. You know exactly what it is. It's, it's going back to, it's Ty Conklin 2006. That's what traumatized all of us. <laughs> Whenever you see a goalie try and play the puck, it just messes with you. And that's part of our, that's part of our life. That's part of my DNA right there. Yeah, that is in my blood. That's pretty accurate, Coombsy, right there. Let's, let's move along from that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to no, think about Good that. vibes only. Good vibes only. On Wednesday, we're done with them. So continuing on there, McDavid gets his goal. And then, so it's tied up then. Wild get their third of the game. It was a bang, bang play. As far as I'm concerned, the puck gets behind the Oilers net. And Kulak and DeHarnay happened so fast. They both crashed down behind the net to try and get the puck. Both, newsflash, didn't get the puck. Boom, comes out in front of the net so fast. And I believe it was Dewar was able to bury that one. That one sucks. That's kind of Brett. You're the biggest Vinny DeHarnay fan there is. I'm the biggest Brett Kulak fan there is. Our boys really fucked that one up behind the net there, but uh, we live. We move along. We live. What did you think of that as Vinny's stand? Uh, we, to be honest with you, it, it, like you said, it's a bang bang play. There's not much that you can really do in that situation. Vinny's going to behind for the uh, puck, and then Kulak's going behind for the uh, the guy. So again, bang bang play. There's not much you can do there. Uh, it, it's a defensive lapse, and you know you, you 
get cost or you cost uh, that's not the word i'm looking for they paid the price find it. there you go it's something to do <laughs> you got there, you got they paid the price for it but uh you learn from it and you move on you, you win the game either way so live and learn Daki in all capitals says bread man baby with a couple of bread emojis right there that's my boy bread people Give him, give him stick taps in the chat. He's stepping up for me. Producing pre-gaming and after dark on a Friday night. This man loves the grind. This guy don't avoid the grind. And that's what we do here on pre-gaming and after dark. But okay, the third goal for the Edmonton Oilers. You gotta love it. Leon Dreisaitl sellied so fucking hard too. I loved it. Yeah, he was pissy. You could tell that was a little oomph and whatnot. Erickson Eck, I believe, we were on the power play. He got his stick broken. So it was a five on three and a half, as I would say it was. Boys stayed calm. We had possession in their zone for an incredibly long time. I was laughing. Brett and I were that thinking in the building. Could only imagine how many people were screaming, shoot, shoot, especially <laughs> Friday night. You know, the boys are, some fans are liquored up, wanting to be heard, but they stay calm. Ends up going Connor to Nuge over to dry in his office. Makes no mistake. And as I said, he gave a full Oh, kind of celebration. There was a lot of emotion in that one. Coom, Connor's back. Hyman never left. Dry, he's back too, baby. We are so back. The power play's back. That's what matters. They're scoring goals at will. The Minnesota Wild had nothing they could do there. How are the Minnesota Wild going to defend that? You have Leon Dry Seidel, what, at the bottom of the face-off circle, lining up like he's taking a draw, and then he just shoots a top shelf over Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, first ballot Hall of Famer. It just happens, and that's 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 the Oilers we saw last year, and that was critical to them being one of the you know top teams in the Western Conference in the regular season. Was the fact the power play could ultimately score at will, and that's 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 what we saw this in this game as they kind of lured Minnesota in and lured them into taking those penalties. Got chippy, got frustrating, got annoying, and took those penalties, and they scored on two of the four chances. And that's what they're going to need to do in order to climb up the standings. And and I think at this stage now, they're only, what, like five points out of a playoff spot? Like, they've made up a ton of ground really fast. It, in my mind, <clears throat> I don't think it's insane to think that come January, they might be in a playoff spot. Hey, I feel like we're playing playoff hockey right now. I keep saying it. It really, really feels like it. I like my brother there. I had Pissy Leon and Huge Nuge. It's a combo you don't want to see people and an angry Connor. A McTuff. I didn't get a McTuff tonight, but that's okay. Then we move to the third period, and he's the first star of the night, according to what I have here. Two goals, one assist. The Boosh Bomb comes once again on the power play off what I said earlier, the incredibly stupid penalty by Ryan Hartman. I that's like a Vander Kane, right? If he wasn't on your team, man, I get why you would hate that guy. Always smiling, always chirping. But when he's on your team, I can't get enough of it. He just gets under the skin so easily. You see Hartman be a little bit of a baby, for lack of a better word, I will say. Takes a penalty. The boys go on. Boys keep it in. Dry over to Boosh. Great. Another bomb from the point. Sneaks it in. I believe it wasn't even like touched at all. Flurry, I feel like, even got to see it a lot. Which is funny because he was making a lot of crazy saves this evening, but that one was able to beat him. They don't ask how, they just ask how many. And you can't score if you don't shoot. Bouchard comes in the clutch, Coomzy. It looked honestly like I'm just going to touch on Flurry here quickly. It looked in the first period, it was like, wow, he's doing a great audition to potentially get traded to this team. $3.5 <laughs> million cap hit. Look, he's flopping around the net, stopping everything. He looks so good. And then yeah. as time went along, we were kind of like, all right, all right, all right. Let's slow, let's dial this back a little bit. And the Evan Bouchard goal in the third period, you know, like I said, the power play is just absolutely flying. And you've got an open lane on the power play. Take that shot from the point. Huge clapper, just straight in no problem and i mean i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Look, I mean, if, if the Oilers don't have their power play ripping like this, they're not going to have a tremendous amount of success. They'll be fine, but they won't be great. And that's that's one of the defining things. And I'll go back to the thing that I talked about earlier, kind of kind of right off the hop here. Evan Bouchard, he might make terrible defensive lapses, ones that result in goals against. But you see moments like this, it's again, it's you, you can only think back to in the past 10, 15, 20 years, how many defensemen there have been on the Oilers who can play the point in a power play like this and you see a clapper from the point and it's almost like geez this reminds me of like a Chris Pronger a Sheldon Surrey a player like that there have only been so many guys in recent memory who can give the Oilers that element on their power play and he's such a significant member of the team in that regard and I really think he's starting to come into his own here it's not like last year's Bush but he's starting to resemble that more and more with every game the mistakes are becoming less or at least less frequent he's always going to make mistakes that's the NHL that's playing defense in the NHL I know we're always going to need a scapegoat and that's okay I understand that I've lived here my whole life but on nights like tonight when Bush plays well, we're giving him his flowers. We're giving yep, him his yep. stick taps. Let me know in the chat. I like this from Dave in here. He said, I love seeing Hartman have a tough game because he chewed us up last meeting. That's right. I really did too. He's just, I don't know. He's not a guy. Once again, I'd love to have him on my team, but he's not on my team, people. So the Oilers are able to come out with the victory. I said Stuart Skinner made the clutchest save at the end of that game. If that would have went in, I would have been a broken man doing this. It would have been so dejecting. But you know what? We don't live in that world. We get two points and we get out of there. And then we're going to be taking on the New Jersey Devils on Sunday. A little matinee game. But okay, let's move along here to the good, the bad, and the oily presented by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories, and it's making new ones. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more. Wherever travel takes you, visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. Okay, let's start with the good. We've touched on it a fair enough here, Coom. If you want to give a third soliloquy, or I think that's the word. I think I used that word right. Nice. Brett's nodding along. Yep. Smart guy right here. English major. It's the boost ball. I don't know what that word means, so don't even throw that one at me. <laughs> it's the boost bombs. He played an incredible game tonight. I said... First star, we touched on it, but he's a power play guy. A lot of guys call him power play merchant. I hate that term, power play merchant, so much. They count the same. Other people play on the power play as well in the NHL newsflash. Boosh was great. The bombs, of course, were the highlight. Coom, we just touched on. Is there anything else you got? Yeah, I don't. I, I'll, I'll just, I'll just riff off of what you said there. I don't love the power play merchant thing, like. If, if you find yourself going, look, Evan Bouchard's putting up, or Ryan Nugent Hopkins, for example, those are players who put up points in the power play. If you're, you're, you're looking at their stats and you're thinking, all right, Bouchard or Nugent Hopkins put on 20, 30 points in the power play, what you should probably do is go and watch a team with a terrible power play where nobody's putting up points in the power play at all and just watch and see, like, there's a reason why what these guys are doing is good. And, you know, maybe a power play point isn't worth the exact same as an even strength point. They're, they're, they're different. I understand. But at the end of the day, to create a power play as good as what the Oilers have, it, it, it does require something. And there were years where we had Connor McDavid, you know, Leon Dreisaitl and, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins here. And the power play wasn't this good. So look at the players like Zach Hyman, what he does in front of the net, how he, what he does with his puck retrieval, uh, Evan Bouchard, the way he moves around at the point, like a lot goes into having a very good power play one like this. And it's not one that I think we should just kind of flippantly say, Oh, he's a power play merchant. All of his points come from this. Like he's just showing up and, and, and having points attributed to his name for no reason. It, it, it's, it's an incredible skill. And I think it should be, it should be viewed, viewed in that way. If everyone could do it, everyone would do it. I think it is as simple as that. The man just doesn't get enough credit, but that's what we do here on Oilers Nation After Dark. We take care of our boys. We take care of our people. And if you want to take care of me, smash the like button, hit the subscribe button. We got all kinds of Oilers Nation content. We got another pregame and After Dark on Sunday. As I said, lots of weekend content. We don't take time off, but okay, let's move along to the bad. This one's pretty obvious. The good also I saw in there could just be six wins in a row. That was a little too general. Let me know what you guys have for the bad in here. 
could have been maybe Stuart Skinner's quick start, but we went with the second period start. 41 seconds in, and you allow two goals. Some some got out of hand fast there. I don't, as I said, I don't know what the coach John Hines said there. Things got out of hand real quick. Boys, we're able to bounce back, but it was one of those things where you're like, you got to stop the bleeding right now. Like, you got to call a timeout, maybe. Like, I don't want to do it at that point. But we've seen this movie before. Coomsey, you brought up that it was the third period the last time we played the Minnesota Wild that we just simply could not stop the bleeding. That was fresh in everybody's memory. But you know what? We didn't do it. We have to point out the bad. We won. So, yeah, you got anything for the second period start? I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of something kind of bad to talk about. And it's like, we talked about this earlier and it was, I think they did a good job of, of, of compensating for the whole Minnesota scores, two goals, the beginning of the second period, 20, 30 seconds apart. And I think they compensated for it. Well, it was Connor McDavid star power, just, just with an incredible goal. That's, that's what brings you right back into it just a minute or two later. And then of course, Minnesota pulls again later again in the second period. And then you even things back up with the power play goal. I think that is kind of the point to draw, I guess, from Minnesota scoring those two quick goals is, this isn't even a bad thing. This is a this is a positive comment. I'm going to spin the bad into a good because it's good vibes only today. Is they 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 took a situation where a few months ago this this would have turned into the wild scoring you know four times in a matter of a few minutes and the game's lost. Where you know now the the, the team's considerably more tightened up. The big guns are gunning and. Minnesota looks like they've turned around the game and no, it doesn't happen. The others flip it right back, take the momentum. It's all good. No worries. Good vibes only. I see some other people in here. They got some bads. The bad, no, no. the bad Brown still not scoring. And the center of the ice was lava once again for Ryan McLeod. I think that's just who Ryan McLeod is people at this point, but yeah, there's some bad right there. And then the other bad here that I got to address, I think Brett was just giggling at it. Did Bob Stoffer break Otani news after this game? Somebody fill me in, in this chat. Cause they're saying that's the bad. No Bob Stoffer courtesy flush. as He breaks insider baseball news. Let me know what that tweet was. It's hard to do everything here. If Bob Stoffer, we've lost the plot. <laughs> well everybody lost the plot today man like we were we were following like if we want to jump into the otani stuff we're that's we're bad. Following. That's bad. let's talk bad give me give me your quick this otani. is, the bad. This is, the bad. Coomby is on blue jays nation he knows better than anyone coom give me your otani update right now look there was a few hours there where it really looked like uh show otani was going to be a blue jay and there was speculation that he had gotten onto a private jet and was going to fly from John Wayne Airport near Anaheim in, in Orange County to Toronto to sign his contract. And there was speculation, look, this is going to happen on um, it's 6 p.m. Toronto time. It's going to be 8 a.m. Tokyo time the next morning. This is going to be a monumental thing. And it turned out the whole thing was wrong. There was a, a reporter from um, MLB Network, John Morosi, said that uh, Otani was on that plane. Turns out he wasn't. So Never easy, man. That that was the whole day, but that, at least the Oilers picked up the win to uh, finish things off on a positive note. Shoya Otani is not yet a Blue Jay, but the book is not yet closed either. Turns out Shohei Otani isn't the Dragon's Den guy. We put this out on pregaming. There's a photo of the Dragon's Den guy getting Get off the mixed plane. up all the time. How do you mix those two guys up whatsoever? I spent hours, Kuma. I said I drove home that after ONE to get lunch, and then I grabbed my Blue, Blue Jays jerseys. They're sitting right there on the couch. I wanted to wear them and celebrate, pop champagne on pregaming. But no, thank you no. for that, John Morosi. But Bob, Never stop. Easy, man. News? <laughs> yeah, what did Stoffer say? I got I to gotta pull up his post. Sorry, hold on. You, you let me know. I'll continue and keep handling this. Let's get into the oily here. For this one, I also saw somebody said that could have been the bloody. Could have been Matthias Ekholm splitting his face open there at the end. But the oily for us, it was weird. It was unusual. It was the shot differential. I feel like I've never really, well, not never, but speaking in absolutes, seen the shot differential so large, but the actual eye test in game felt so close. There was lots of back and forth. It was very tight checking. I know that we all jump. Let me know if you agree with that in the chat. Maybe I'm taking crazy pills. What did you think of that, Coom? Because you think if you shoot a team, what was it, like 40 to 19 or something nuts like that? 40 to 20. You think that you're going to run away with this game, but we were losing in this game in multiple points, and it took some uh, power play heroics to get back. But keep shooting, Ted. 
Yeah, it's a weird one. Like, honestly, when you're out shooting a team like 40 to 18, 40 to 20, that kind of thing, it should feel like the ice is tilted in your favor. You should be thinking, wow, the other team's goalie's playing so well. Our goalie's playing so bad that the other team's still into it. And that that isn't really how it felt this game at all. Like, Flurry, I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I thought he was really good in the first period, and that wasn't the case the rest of the way. But then you, you kind of look at the shots, and you're like, yeah. The Oilers really doubled the wild in shots in this entire game. And I mean, you know, this is this is kind of the advanced stats argument thing is that this is a, um, you know, it's 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 a proxy for possession, how many shot attempts you have in a game. And I think when you look at this one between Edmonton and Minnesota, it didn't really feel like the Oilers had twice as much possession as the wild did throughout the entire thing. I did feel like they were the stronger team largely, but it didn't feel like they, they, they really dominated here whatsoever. So I do think that is something to keep in mind when you look at shot attempts is how many, how many times is, is, is the puck just being kept on the outside of the ice and thrown on net. And that can kind of, I guess, I don't know, potentially sway the way that we're looking at things. If we're just looking at the shot clock, I guess this is just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's ultimately kind of just, uh, it's, it's, it's somewhat of an argument in favor of the eye test, I guess. It is what it is. I like it. Greg here said the first made it seem more than it actually looked like. Yeah, I can agree with that because we got such a shot lead early in the game. And then it kind of felt, close for the rest of the game. Lance says you are 100%. I agree. I think the shot clock was wrong in that game the entire time. I'm seeing people in here arguing about Flurry. I if they saying he played bad and he played good. First period. Like he had, he had a handful of saves where I thought, wow, this guy, like how do you score on this guy? That might just be me. I don't know. Maybe it's just a bias because I like Flurry and I think he's a good goalie and I was looking for it, but the first period I thought, wow, how do you score on this guy? And the rest of the way I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that way. He was all over the place. He was poke checking. He was missing poke checks. It's he's chaotic. And there it is. But he's all of him goaltender. But the Oilers come out on top and sneak four past him. That's it for the Alberta Blue Cross. Good, bad, and oily this evening. A lot of people here, Chell. He stood on his head. Lance Flurry was fine. He wasn't great. NHL mid, mid, mid goalie. Flurry faced 40 shots and only let in four. You know what? That's enough, Mark Andre Flurry. I don't really. I stopped caring already. The game's over. We We're going to move along here to our DoorDash hot and cold performer of the game. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, nation 25. Okay. For my guy to start for the hots and I want him to get his flowers. I want him to get his love. Because I wanted to bring it up in pre-gaming, but apparently an hour just isn't enough time for me to get all these thoughts in my head out. Ryan Nijan Hopkins this season only has five goals. Last year, he had 37. He's on pace for what? Less than 20, I would assume. But he still is producing tonight. He gets on the score sheet, gets four apples. I have pointed out this year that I feel like Nuge is just... Last year, he was shooting all the time. He wasn't thinking about it. He was ripping shots left, right, and center. I don't care if it misses. Keep shooting. He scores 37. This year, I feel like he's not shooting as much. But tonight, I don't need you to shoot because you got four apples. You were involved in every single goal in the game. Somebody here, Shred for Dead, said hot. Bouchard and Nuge. Shell, Nuge was quietly the best player on the ice. He's sneaky good, sneaky consistent. Do you agree with that for a hot performer, Coom? Or do you have a hot performer for me? I agree with that. Like, <clears throat> I think the thing with Nuge is it's always, you know, a lot of players have a big game, like a four or five point game where you're like, wow, this guy really took over. I could really see it. He was, he was, he was doing his thing. Whereas with Nuge and Hopkins, you always look back at his big games and it's always just totally under the radar. You know, you don't really hear about that from a forward. People usually talk about that when it comes to a D-man. You're kind of like, oh, you know, when you have a good second pairing, minute munching D-man who's who's good, low key, you just don't notice him. So you never talk about him. And that's kind of the, the common thing people talk about. Nugent Hopkins is sort of that way as a forward especially on the power play you just you just don't talk about him because other guys too talk about the do more flashy things you know think about dry saddle with his with his snapshot the one time or evander kane going and pissing guys off zach hyman in front of the net there's players that are just easier to notice but if the Oilers didn't have new just their facilitator the player who just kind of slows things down in the offensive zone and moves the puck around so effectively on the power play the one who tees up those great passes for a bouchard clapper or you know like a mcdavid quick pass to dry a saddle if, if they didn't have him i don't think the power play is as good as it is and he's a 
a very under the radar player. Consistently consistent under the radar and severely underpaid. It's my boy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Brett, you have any hot performers that you got over there in that pretty little head of yours? Vincent DeHarnay. Oh, of course. Very predictable. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, quietly, Connor Brown. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about. Uh, he's ask I can score. hear them typing right now. Yeah. Being like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? No, quietly, like, again, like he, I know he hasn't scored, but that first period, that second line specifically, maybe I can just bump it down to that second line. They were buzzing and, and they, they really set the tone when it came to the first period. I, I know again, he hasn't scored, but either way, he's they're They're doing the small things, right? And that, that I'm going to subtly put in Connor Brown. Cause I'm tired of hearing all the oh, Connor Brown is a short narrative things. So I, I'm going Connor Brown. Sorry. I really like that uh, impression right there. And a lot of people in the chat are agreeing with you right now, Brett, look at that. Great defensively. Brown had a good game. Brown was legit. Brown defensive play is nice. Putter says improving. Dacky said no goal, no tarps off for Brown. Dacky said if Brown scored saying it was going to be tarps off for the boys. I also said I might do it myself, but I'll make the rules. We got to follow the rules. We got to follow the rules here. That's for a special day. And Brett tarps off for a show. Yeah, it'd be a good time. That'd be a good time. I'll just go tarps off just because. I like it. That's why I like you. That's why I like <laughs> you right I like there. You. I don't care what people say, Brett. I don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Who says otherwise? <laughs> I see Brett's face, but I was like, wait, what? What'd you just say? No, no, we all love you. Everybody in the chat, let Brett. Yeah, we had a big meeting. We were like, I, I don't know about Brett, man. And- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a liability around here. Sorry. Yeah, I, was like, okay, I didn't participate. I didn't say anything. I- <laughs> Brett for president of the Connor Brown fan club right there. Right. Let's go. Shout out Lance. Um, okay, moving along to my cold performer of the game. This was tough for me. It was tough to find a cold performer. Like maybe you could say Stuart Skinner, but I'm not. He won the game. I'm not going to bitch about that. So the one thing I thought that I could call a cold performer is not a Vander Kane. It's a Vander Kane's elbow. I want to talk about that boarding call ish call. I see a lot of people in the chat. were talking about it. We saw Brodeen go down the tunnel Thanks to Oilers Nation reporter Matthew Wozniak was at the game and he just tweeted, he's protein going down the tunnel. And I was like, thanks, Woz, man. I appreciate that. Let me just ask you, there's a lot of suspension talk in here. I don't know about that. Fine talk. Where do you come out on that play, Coom? Because Brodeen's face like bounced off the glass, but I don't know. Nothing was called. I don't know. It looks, I'm, 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 so, I'm just watching the play again a, f- a few more times and it, when you watch it in real time, it sort of looks a bit more dramatic than it actually was. It just like the board, the the, yeah. the board glass kind of rippled a bit. It made a big sound. It seemed like a big thing, but it was really just a player four checking, kind of just shoving the team man into the into the boards. I don't think it was that bad. I'd be surprised if this wound up as a suspension, to be totally honest. But look, it's the NHL's Department of Player Safety, so we have no idea what to expect. Like there's. There's, 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 there's no rhyme or reason to what they're going to do for anything. So who knows? That would suck though, from Edmonton's point of view, like six game winning streak and you lose, <laughs> lose one of your power forwards. That wouldn't be ideal. Yeah. That's, that would not be. I did Lance Ernie elbow was worse. Fair point. If he didn't get suspended, it's also yeah, against Adam Ernie. Sure. Most of you want to talk to him. Didn't even know if he was a real person, not an NPC. Sorry, Adam. That was so unnecessary. Why did I do that? It was so wow. unnecessary. My apologies, Adam. Making Ernie. fun of Brett. Now you're making fun of Adam Ernie. It's like, <laughs> Adam what's Ernie, going on here? I know. I blame Shohei Otano. I, I blame the reporter. Yeah, that's he's, fair. He's got me in a mood. He's got me in a it's mood. A long, today. long fucking day. But yeah, it has been a long day. Hey, and we're still trogging along in here. A lot of people. Hunter said catching strays. Yeah, I'm really sorry, Adam Ernie. If you're watching, I apologize, bro. I'll see you, Greta. Let's go pound a couple of beers together. Um, final year, just looking through a couple comments. Also, yeah, let's bring this one up. So apparently picking the puck up and throwing it out of the zone isn't a penalty. What the hell was going on with that? Coom, do you remember that in the game there? I was, yep, there it is. I was very confused by this. I was like, did I miss something, Brett? We didn't go back to rewind it. So let me know in the chat what you thought there. Coom, what was your breakdown of that? Uh, my understanding was that if you, 
I know that if you put your your glove on a puck in the crease, that it results in the other team being given a goal. So it wasn't in the crease, but I always thought that if you you touched the puck and you threw it either out of play or out of the zone in your own defensive zone, you got a delay of game penalty. But I'm not 100% sure if that's accurate. That's one of those weird kind of hockey things where you're like, this seems like it's a rule, but I'm not fully sure because the NHL changes rules like this quite often. <laughs> and that's kind of the the difficult thing. If you've been in the NHL like a hockey fan since the, the early 2000s, there's a pretty good chance that the league is flipped at least like 10 or 15 different rules in your lifetime so it's it's pretty hard to keep track of what's going on but i i, I genuinely did think if you grab the puck with your with your glove i thought if you if you did that in the defensive zone there was something but i could be totally wrong that was a weird play but you know the minnesota wild do their thing and they get away with it and that's just life i've never read the nhl handbook word for word but i'm gonna assume we'll make the assumption that 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 should have been called because, as they pointed out, everybody on the ice was screaming. Everybody in the stands yeah, were screaming. This this I, YouTube chat, people were screaming. Nice, Lance. <laughs> Lance is on fire today. I can tell Lance probably had a couple beverginos. Yeah, he's, he's the, he's the <laughs> second co-host. I love it. Cheers, cheers, Lance. We appreciate you. We appreciate you a lot, Kit. So that's it for the DoorDash hot and cold performers of the game. I want to give a shout out, or I guess a little a heads up, that Oilers Nation and the crew will be going live on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel December 21st. Market calendars, people. We're live all the time. But this one's going to be for a watch along as we take on, I think it was the Devils. I believe it was the Devils. Yeah. Come chat with us. Come watch the game. Possibly win some super sick prizes, courtesy of our girl Kennedy. She is in the chat right now. But speaking of New Jersey, I want to move along to Sunday. So we got two o'clock game, little matinee game on a weekend. Nice, Daki. I. Otani can do whatever he wants. Like I'll give him my salary. If he needs that little bit of extra money to come here, I'll do it, man. I can't wait to refresh Twitter all day tomorrow and keep this going on. But as I said, we're taking on the Devils. They're currently 13, 10, and 1. We are 11, 1, and 1, one away from 500. Let me ask you broadly here, Coomzy, are we getting back to 500 on Sunday? I'm not going to guarantee anything. I'm, I'm not going to guarantee Look, I'm not in the game of looking into the crystal ball and saying what's going to happen, but I'm guaranteeing the Oilers will win their next game against the New Jersey Devils and uh, pull together a seven-game winning streak. I'm guaranteeing it. Hey, I know what I might. No, 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 I'm not going to do it. No, I've said too many things on these shows where people keep receipts just like I do. Your job is just to talk for an hour straight. You're, you're bound to shoot or shoot. Shooters keep shooting. That's what you do, even when you shoot miss. Shoot or shoot, baby. Um, Brett, what do you think the likelihood is we're going to win that one? And let me ask you for a score prediction. I forgot to ask you, Coom, and an anytime goal scorer, Brett. I am going a massive 5 1 victory for the Edmonton Oilers. Woo! And Vinny NHL goal, baby. That's what I'm talking about. He's getting it. It's all Vinny DeHarnay all the time. He's getting his second NHL goal against the New Jersey Devils. I love your passion. I respect the hell out of it. I just don't think that's going to happen, Brett. But hey, Betway doesn't even offer that one as odds. I don't <laughs> think sometimes when I look on their shadow, Betway 19 plus, as I mentioned, we did cash boards. He's bankrolled today. It was Leon Dreisaitl with one plus power play point. We are on fire lately in the department, in the betting department, these hands, they're, they're red hot. I just burned my laptop touching it right now. going to be a big Sunday. We got football. We got an Oilers game. I got lots of time to give you some bets. So we will be doing that. But Coombs, I forgot to ask score prediction and an anytime goal scorer for Sunday afternoon. That's a tough one. I'm trying to think my anytime goal scorer has got to be someone who played for both teams so like my 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 brain immediately went to oilers devils i went to taylor hall and he's not there anymore of course he's played for a handful of different teams since then so i'm trying to think of who's a former oiler on the devils right now and no one's coming to mind so actually that's a good question to kind of open it up if we want to just like do random content is who's your favorite oiler slash devil of all time there's actually been a handful of interesting back and forths there so that's one to throw to the chat but i guess my anytime goal scorer i would say um oh geez i'd say leon dry saddle and a four one win for the oilers that seems reasonable i think the game on sunday is going to be 
back and forth, up and down the ice, zero defense played, smashed the over a little sneak peek for Boardsy's bankroll. And I'm going to say that this one is 5-4 for the Edmonton Oilers. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to shoot the puck and he's going to score. He's not going to hesitate. A lot of people in here. Sorry, excuse me. Greg says 4-2, Kane empty netter. Ryan says 5-1 Oilers. I like that. Putter says go Dolphins. No, absolutely not. Lance says go Raiders, go Oilers. I can pity the Raiders, so that's fine. I can give you that one right there. It's not because they're not going to actually do anything, Lance. So that's very good. I'll give yeah my my anytime goal scorer is going to be Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So let's ride with that one, people. Want to give a, another shout out to Nation Gear as well. A lot of people asking, Coom, you're wearing Nation Gear. I'm wearing Nation Gear. Brett's wearing the same Nation Gear that I'm wearing. Get your favorite fan the gift of Nation Gear this holiday season. Order by December 10th, the 8th, right now. Get on that before Sunday to receive your Nation Gear before the holidays. Got to put that under your tree. Great stocking stuffer for any Oilers fans. Visit nationgear.ca to check out our latest collections. There's a new varsity one too. Go check out nationgear.ca people. It is lit. We got shout out Eric, the new guy. He's making shirts. He's doing a great job. Blake says seven, five oil Brown and Skinner goal. If you can get those odds on Betway, sprinkle a dollar in there, sprinkle a little, little salt base, sprinkle that in there. What, what do they have for the odds for Cal Picard to score a goal in the season? <laughs> like what could you put down like i put down 50 dollars on that and it would, it would really change my life <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing you'd never have to work another day in your life i, <laughs> I think cal pickard would never have to work another day in his life no, i split the money with him and we're both fine <laughs> we're both good forever <laughs> we're living it up on beach somewhere just coomzy and calvin right we're just there. talking about that we scored remember when you threw the puck into the empty net against the new jersey devils in early december and we both made 2.2 million dollars Fuck yeah, you do. That was life changing. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's absolutely hilarious. Also, one final plug it's the Nation Vacation. We're giving gifts. Give the gift of a Nation Vacation this holiday season. You can send your favorite fan on the trip of a lifetime to Arizona with the Oilers Nation crew, yours truly included, from February 18th to 20th. Lights, hotel, hockey, and the time of their life guaranteed question mark i'll guarantee that i will guarantee that that it will be the time of your life we are now offering flexible no flight options as well for just under a grand straight up if you'd like to book your own flights but join us for the rest of the party we got you visit nation visit nationgear.ca today to give the gift of a good time Shout out, shout out Alberta Blue Cross. They're sponsoring that trip. Okay, boys, that's all the energy I have left in me today. This has been an incredibly long day. I thought Otani was going to be a Blue Jay. They took me back down to reality. The Oilers score, then they allow two. It's been a roller coaster. Shout out Greta if you want to go get some suds in you. Keep the vibes going. It might be there. I don't know. I haven't decided. I don't know. I'll decide as an impulse. I love you, Brett. I love you, Coomzy. And I especially love every one of you in the chat. Have a great evening, and we'll be back to pregame at 1 o'clock on Sunday right here on the Oilers Nation YouTube channel. Good night, everybody. Six in a row, people. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm.